So what are you guys doing for Christmas? Oh, I got the entire family flying in. 13 airport pickups. Four days of listening to how gifted my nieces are. My brother thinks his daughter, the uh, four-year-old, is going to be the next Beyonce. She's bad. And she sucks. I'm vacationing in tropical Albany this year with Trisha's family. They got us a cot, which is awesome, but we'll probably end up sleeping on the musty couch in the basement with the cats, all seven of them. Oh, and we get to be there the whole week. Kind of sounds like a prison sentence. Why do you guys put yourselves through that? It's Christmas, right? Don't you have to? We don't need to do it anymore. And, and, and we don't. We absolutely don't do it anymore. Then we're done. Why? What are you doing? We're going to Fiji. Yeah. Just the two of us. Fiji. Don't your families get upset? Not if you tell them you're doing charity work. You lie to your families at Christmas time. I mean, you really can't spell families without lies. Try it. But don't you ever feel guilty? For taking a vacation on our vacation? <laughs> no, not really. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I open up that, with that scene with uh, from a movie called Four Christmases. Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon and a whole bunch of other, other people from, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And uh, that song was uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, remake uh, remade with uh, by U2, I don't know, um, 20 years ago, somewhere out there, five years ago, four years ago. All right, so uh, 1988 when they did that remake, I don't know. I just uh, am lost, lost uh, track of all time, lost track of all time. Yeah, we did the. Uh, I'm I'm broadcasting. I'm uh, recording in uh, from Montana, beautiful white mountains, beautiful snowy stuff. It's kind of a, it was kind of a pain. I was towing a trailer because we uh, were closed escrow on our our mammoth place. And I sold that and I said, I got rid of my ski place in uh, California and now I got a ski place in Montana. And, you know, you know, the uh, the reason that I decided to to buy the house in Montana, because it's not California. So uh, so it's beautiful up here and uh, everything's it's not as much snow as uh, I would have expected by this time, this time. But it's got a good blanket, good blanket of snow all over, all over and uh we woke up today. It's, it's sunny and beautiful, but it's seven degrees. So, um, 
I don't know. I'm thinking the sun's probably not going to melt the snow and uh, hopefully we get some more before Christmas kids and grandkids coming up here. Uh, nobody, nobody in the, we haven't had any house guests since we bought it in April. Um, because we'll come up here, uh, you know, other than Wyatt, our dog. Um, he, and so we uh, come up here and we work on it and, and, uh, you know, you buy, you buy a brand new house and it doesn't have, doesn't have shower doors and it doesn't have a fence and you've got a landscape, two acres and, um, lots of stuff to do and then didn't have any furniture. So when we, uh, when we got here in April, after we closed escrow, um, we had a bed that I bought down there and had it and uh, had it delivered up here and we had Wi-Fi. And other than that, we didn't have anything. So now we have a fully furnished house over, uh, over, uh, eight months of eight months of, of working on that. And so the kids are coming up and bringing the grandkids and we're going to have a great time. And, uh, you know, I'm in the Christmas spirit now because I'm here and, um, you know, we got one week left, you know, uh, we did a little bit of Christmas shopping already. And, uh, but I've always said, I've said this for, for, uh, 30 years, Christmas buying season starts on the 22nd. That's when you go to the stores and you buy, you don't have time to shop because you only got three days left, really two days left. Because Christmas Eve, everybody, uh, everybody takes off early. So anyway, I'm going to try and get, try and get through this without coughing. I still have a lingering cough from, uh, from the COVID thing. If, and I listened to my show last week and I go, geez, so obvious, so obvious, all the little, uh, hesitations and all this stuff. And I said, uh, I hope people are still getting something out of the shows when I'm, uh, when I'm, uh, struggling to talk without coughing. But uh, it seems to be a little better this week. So uh, I'm doing I'm doing better this week, and hopefully, and I and we got a great show here. You know, the content of last week's show, I loved it. Um, I just was kind of listening to it. And I go, oh, geez, I I I can't I I sound bad this week. Um, so I'm gonna try to do a better job this week. And uh, I've got a few comments on the show uh, that you guys email me, and uh, so I appreciate. Apparently, you guys aren't aren't criticizing aren't criticizing for that. You're, uh, you're not judging me by the, uh, by the sound of my voice. You're, you're judging me on the content of my program. So, uh, it's kind of like, uh, uh, Martin Luther King. So, uh, you know, this is the dream. I'm not being judged by the, uh, by the, uh, anyway, you know, you know, what I, you know, the thing, you know, the thing don't judge men by judge men by the content of their care. Don't judge them by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So uh, anyway, I tried to make a parallel to that. So anyway, let's get to, let's get to everything that's going on this week. But before I do, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me about mortgages, but you don't want mortgages or financing or real estate, um, but you don't want to talk on the phone, uh, go to edhoffman.net, ed, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo, and that'll take you to my lending page, and you put in as much information as you want uh, to give me. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear from either myself or one of my talented teammates, and we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Hey, also, I've had a few questions uh, of people emailing me. Hey, why did why did you leave Summit? You know, I was 23 years wholesale capital and the, the regulations just got so expensive. It didn't didn't make any sense. And I was uh, 
I was working for free, paying all my hundred and some odd employees. And, uh, but I wasn't taking a paycheck and I said, you know what, I don't need to work, but I just don't feel like I'm ready to retire yet. So, but if I'm going to keep working, I want to make money. And, uh, which is a, which is a lesson to you guys out there. Um, if you're, if you're working and you're not making any money, maybe you're in the wrong, wrong, uh, uh, the wrong, uh, career. So, uh, uh, so, or, you know, may, maybe you have to make some adjustments there. Don't think like a Democrat, think like a Republican. And, you know, when I, when I got to the realization I needed to, to, uh, uh, merge in with a bigger company so I can get rid of a hundred employees and, uh, actually start making, making a profit. Um, it was, it was a blow to the ego. Cause I, cause wholesale capital was my baby, but I said, uh, you know what, if the, if the, envi- if the business environment changes, what would Donald Trump do? Hey, you adapt, you make changes, you, you make changes. You can't change the market. You can only change your business. So I did was very successful. Uh, summit funding uh, made, made lots of money, but you know what I've made a career. And if you've read my book, you know, this I've made a career out of doing the right thing, you know, always do the right thing, no matter what. And sometimes that means you, uh, you lose some money on some some, some projects. Sometimes you talk people out of doing a loan with you because it doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a lower rate, but for the cost, you're not going to have this house long enough to, to, to absorb all the fees. It just doesn't really make any sense for anybody but me. Cause I'm going to get paid. And I, and I just tell them the truth. Um, Summit funding made a, made a decision that they made a decision for summit funding that involved our office that, um, they had the choice of making the, making the decision of what the right thing to do or what was the best thing for them financially. And they went, they took the wrong decision. And I said, you know what? I just don't want to work with people that I have to watch my back like that. I don't want to work with people that don't have the same ethics, morals, character that I do. And I made the change. I just said, you know what? This, this didn't happen this didn't happen because it just happened. It happened um, because someone at Summit made this decision and it starts at the top. And I just said, I'm leaving. I didn't tell them until I was ready to leave. But, you know, a few months later, a few months later, after I decided where to go, um, that's that's why it happened. And so, you know, if you're dealing with me, I'm going to deal straight with you. I'm going to deal straight with you, whether you're talking about refinancing a house that you have, doing a reverse mortgage, which is an awesome, awesome financial tool. And, uh, or whether you're buying a house, you know, a lot of you guys, uh, send me, send me messages. Hey, is it, is it time to sell my house? I said, I just sold six rental houses in Marino Valley and I sold my, uh, my place in Mammoth. Um, I didn't have to sell the place in Mammoth. I just said, I'm not using it as much. I'm not using it as much because of, uh, because of the, the stairs and COVID and all this stuff that, that steered me away from it last uh, year or two. And I, you know, I wasn't using it a couple times a year, but, and I could have rented it out, but I said, you know what? It's, it's in California and the prices are so, so ridiculously high. I needed to, I needed to, to make the move. The houses, you never, you're never going to sell your house at the exact top of the market and you're never going to buy a house at the exact bottom, but you certainly try. You certainly try. And I, I saw the, I saw what the, where the market cycle was. And I said, okay, this is the time because the market cycles happen. And you know, there might be 10 years between a buyer's market one now and the next buyer's market one or the, 
where, where I think we're at now in the seller's market too. The next time we have a, a market like this, I may not even be alive. It might be 10 years, might be 20 years. Um, and it might be five years. So, um, but you watch, you watch the writing on the walls and you make decisions. So anyway, that's what I did. That's what I did. I did, you know, I do, I do business with, I do business straight up and fair. It makes it a, makes it a easy. Cause you don't have to wonder, don't have to remember what you told people because you just tell the truth. So anyway, maybe, uh, maybe the Democrats should uh, learn something from that. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, stay on edhelpman.net, click on the podcast page, and you can listen to it on demand anytime. You can also go on uh, um, SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, and you can subscribe for free. It'll download once once a week to your to your device that you listen to uh, podcasts, podcasts on. So anyway, um, follow me on Twitter, at Ed Hoffman. Follow me on all the so- other social media stuff. I'm at Big Ed Hoffman. The uh, Facebook page is facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And uh, if you want to make comments on the show, email me to email to ed at edhoffman.net. Um, all right. So let's get to uh, let's get to what's happening in this state and in this country. Wednesday, California state government announced a new statewide mask mandate for indoor public spaces. Oh, goody. Um, here's what the details are, according to the L.A. Times. What is the mandate? The December it goes from December fifteenth to January fifteenth. Wearing masks in indoor public settings is required, regardless of vaccination vaccination status. So, what was the point of getting vaccinated for those of you that did? And remember, you know the 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 vaccination lies just keep changing. You know, it's uh, first if you're vaccinated, oh, you don't have to wear a mask because you're vaccinated, so you're you're protected way more than a mask was. Okay, so th- clearly that means. The mask is to protect you, not to protect the other people. So, you know, I think that came out of Joe Biden's Joe Biden's mouth. Um, could have been Tony Fauci. Um, and then it's then it was, hey, you you can't get it. You can't get it if you get vac- vaccinated. But then people that got vaccinated were getting it. Well, if you get it after you're vaccinated, it won't be won't be as bad. How do you know? How can anybody say that? Because some people, it's not as bad as other people. So you don't know if it was the vaccine or you just didn't get it or or you just tolerated it good. For those of you that had COVID and then all of a sudden you then you got the vaccine. So you would have be double, double prepared. And then you got COVID again anyway. Well, you know, it wasn't as bad because the vaccine. How do you know it wasn't as bad because you had natural uh, natural immunity from having it before? Everybody's talking out their butts because their mouth knows better. So I don't know what I don't know what all this stuff is. My sister's I sent my sister a uh, a news article from Philadelphia where they where she lives, and I said, look, this guy this guy had ivermectin prescribed from another doctor, and then when he went into the hospital uh, for COVID, they wouldn't let him take it. Number one, why didn't you just take it? Why didn't you have your wife hand them to you when the nurse wasn't in the room and just take them? So uh, they went through a nine day court battle. And by the time they by the time they let him by the time they won that he could take the pills, um, he had two days of it and was showing some signs. And then they stopped it again. And then the guy died. And you know what my sister's response was? Well, if he had been vaccinated, he wouldn't have died. And I go, you are a Kool-Aid drinker. 
So who's covered on this mandate? The order affects roughly half the state's population, including San Diego County, Orange County, Central Valley, all the northern, all of the rural northern California uh, counties, and of course, the Inland Empire. Why does it not impact the rest of California? Because L.A. County, Ventura County, and the Bay Area have their own indoor mask mandates that started in the summer with uh, the Delta variant, and there's no specific end date to the mask mandate in those areas. So why do you have to, you have to ask? This one has a specific end date, January 15th. Why, if this, if this is such an emergency, why is it only for one month? Um, so why is this happening? According to the L.A. Times, California has seen the beginning of a winter surge uh, of the Delta variant, and there are worries about the Omicron variant. COVID cases, COVID case ra- uh, rates have risen by 50% in the last two and a half weeks. Oh, yeah, really? And the state health officials suspect this is the start of a winter jump in cases. The CDC said, and so does the winter only last from until January 15th? I don't know. The CDC says California has a high level of transmission, the worst tier in the four, in the four tier scales. Is it possible because California has the most people? It's, it's the worst. It's on the worst tier, maybe because we have more people. So we have more numbers. Um, so, and according to a friend of mine who works for a hospital, uh, his son works for a hospital here in the Inland Empire. He says, and he works in the COVID department, he says there's no increase of activity. Hmm. Is this all just BS they're feeding us? I would suspect it is. California Secretary of Health and Human Services, Dr. Mark Gailey, held a press conference for the announcement. I, I can't stress enough. We know that this virus spreads most aggressively indoors in tight places where the ventilation isn't great. And in those settings, wearing a mask can be really the difference between getting infected and coming out without an infection. So masks are going to be the savior of the world. I don't know. I don't know if you, if, you know, my, my, uh, my smoke detector that I, that I have on my back belt loop of my pants is beeping all the time because government's blowing smoke up our butts. And, uh, you know, at some point, at some point, you just gotta say enough, uh, as governor who has consistent as a governor who has consistently stood up to the federal government, imposing its mandates, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis urges Californians and New Yorkers who have their own new mask mandate, not to take this lying down. You give these people an inch, they will never let go. They are going to take a mile restricting or mandating anybody uh, throughout our country. In 2022, if you're in those states, you need to make your voice heard and you got to do a change of direction because I fear that they're going to continue to do this until they suffer at the ballot box. Well, you know what? I don't think I, I agree with what he says, but I can't I don't think we can wait till the when he says, hey, in 2022, he's referring to the election first week in November in, uh, in, and I don't think we can wait till the first week in November. We can't wait 11 months, uh, to deal with this. We need to rise up now and not conform. If the people won't conform, the businesses will, will, uh, will not conform. And they say, Hey, you know what? This mask mandate, people are walking in. And when I say, put on your mask, they walk out and they never come back. Hmm. Maybe I'm just going to say, hey, screw it. I'm not going to enforce it. Kind of what uh, Chad Bianco said, our uh, Riverside County Sheriff, about a year ago. He said, hey, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to um, support this, this mask mandate that Newsom put out. And we think that you guys are uh, adult enough to make your own decisions. And uh, uh, you know what? 
All we need is a few more people, a few million more people to do that and uh, say enough is enough. When we volunteer voluntarily go along with this stuff, we're invoking a social death on ourselves just to just to avoid the just to avoid the physical death. Well, what's the difference? If you give up your life, you give up your life. So anyway, let's continue. Um, let's talk about let's talk about how trustworthy that you can that you can put all your trust in and the people and the things that the government and the government people say. Before he was the Lord God of coronavirus, Dr. Tony Fauci was an early researcher of HIV and AIDS and not a very good one. Here's a clip of Tony Fauci in 1983 telling ABC, New, New, telling ABC News what we now know to be completely false. The idea that anyone, including children, can get AIDS through normal household contact, you know, toilet seats, just being around people, doorknobs, as opposed to sexual content, con- as opposed to sexual contact or sharing needles. Remember all the rumors about AIDS in the 80s, the fear that you could get it from shaking hands or being in the same room with someone with the virus? That's all thanks to Dr. Tony Fauci. We're seeing virtually as the months go by other groups that can be involved and and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing. When you say other close contact, give me some examples. Well, for example, if, if the close contact of a child is a household contact, perhaps there will be a certain number of cases of individual who are just living with and in close contact with someone with AIDS or at risk of AIDS who does not necessarily have to have uh, intimate sexual contact or share a needle, but just the ordinary close contact that one sees in normal interpersonal relationships. Yeah, that's uh this is this is Dr. Tony Fauci. You know what it's it's like like the news people. You know, they're they're supposed to check out their leads, the news that they have to make sure it's legit before they report it. And uh these people in high in uh high trust areas of our health departments should uh consider doing the same thing. So uh let me remind you about who uh who Tony Fauci is um at the core. In May of 2020, I did it, I talked about a uh a documentary called Plandemic. And in there, they interview a, a Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, who talks about um, the kind of person that Tony Fauci is and what his motives are uh, based on her, when she worked with him uh, in 1980 through 1984, I believe it was. Let's listen to this clip. So Anthony Fauci. My name is uh, Dr. Tony Fauci. I'm the director. The man who is heading the pandemic task force was involved in a cover-up. He directed the cover-up. And in fact, everybody else was paid off and paid off big time. Millions of dollars in funding from Tony Fauci, Tony Fauci's organization, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. And the whole world is listening to his advice for how to handle this current pandemic. How do we know that what he's saying is what we need to be learning? What he's saying is absolute uh, propaganda and and the same kind of propaganda that he's perpetrated to kill millions since 1984. We know from this study quite clearly that there will be a delay in progression significantly greater than for individuals who do not take the drug. Yeah, so uh, so the the story went on to say how uh, how he he paid off people. He paid off people to to keep keep things under wraps so that he could position himself to get credit for for the things that were they were studying AIDS and he's he's pushing the drug pushing the drug which was AZT at the time. If you've watched the Dallas Buyers Club, you can see that people were dying. People were dying 
because they're taking, they're getting worse. They're progressing the, the, the disease faster of AIDS um, by taking this AZT. And um, they were not allowing some of these other drugs um, that you could get in other countries and experimental stuff where you could buy them on the street. And, uh, you know, and by delaying the information so people could take, could, could uh, get the right treatment, millions of millions more people died before hey you know we're we're progressing on what we know about this hey you're progressing it but you're not telling anybody so anyway don't believe all this bs that we're hearing from the government to try and scare us because all they're trying to do is control us you know what i you know i don't i don't deny that covid is covid is real but it's not it's not what they what they think that's not what they're trying to tell us and scare us into anyway uh, I've said this a million times, so I'm out of time for this half the main event. So stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be back with a bunch more. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and financing on the radio because um, it's not as fun to talk as to talk about the stuff that we deal with every day. Hey, I refinanced uh, last month. I don't want to hear about it anymore. But if you're interested, if you're interested in in buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgage, or finding out if if uh, if you should, um, and or if you're thinking about uh, moving out of state and you're you're thinking about uh, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, Texas, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ohio, Georgia, Florida, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, any of those states, um, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And we can talk some uh, real estate finance um, or reverse mortgage, any of that stuff. Um, or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo. We'll do the computer thing. So uh, we're waking up to the crime. The, apparently, the uh, uh, people are starting to wake up to the crime wave as if they didn't notice it until now. Last week, we talked about how California crime wave was directly connected to the soft on crime laws passed by voters and the poor leadership of the Democrats in this state. This week, one Democrat leader um, seems to have finally woken up London Breed, 47-year-old mayor of San Francisco. Just one year ago, Breed was one of, the, one of those loud, proud, defund the police mayors. In February, she announced she was pulling $120 million from the San Francisco Police Department's budget. But after 3,000 robberies and a major drug ring busted with uh, 17 dealers and more than a kilo of fentanyl confiscated, and, uh, which is probably enough to kill uh, most of the state of, of uh, California, so it all, all, and that was all confiscated in her city in the month of November. Mayor Breed has suddenly come to her senses. She held a press conference Tuesday to announce a major police intervention. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement, more 
aggressive with the changes in our policies and less tolerant of all the that has destroyed our city. You know, the problem with Democrats is they uh, they have no sense of cause and effect. They don't realize the you know, hey, well, they're feeding into the Black Lives Matter uh, thing to defund the police because, you know, there's a couple of bad couple of bad police officers out of, uh, you know, 100 million in the country um, that do some stuff. Oh, well, we don't need police anymore. They don't they don't understand the impact of of what they're what they're promoting. And of course, here's here's how they try to make themselves look like heroes. Let's just defund the police. And then when the crime gets really bad, then we're going to look like heroes when we refund the police. You know, we're going to, you know, Joe Biden talks about price of gas, price of gas. Hey, you know what? You cut off the XL pipeline. You cut off the the drilling in in on federal lands. You cut off drilling in in Anwar, um, and then you then you uh, you oh you uh, turned off Trump's uh, no go. His uh, I don't know what they call it. His uh, not allowing the uh, the the pipeline from Russia down to to uh, Europe, and you know all of a sudden our our gas prices come up, and then you know you release fifty million barrels, which is about three days worth of uh, oil that we use in this country. Um, you release, you release all that and say, look, the price of gas came down six cents. Well, what about the other dollar 50 that it went up? You know, or, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I paid, I paid uh $5 and 39 cents um, a few times on the way from California to Montana. Um, and it used to be like three bucks in California. And I know it was about a dollar less in Arizona. So I remember paying a dollar 72, um, last summer, summer before the summer before, uh, the last, the sun, the summer predating Biden dollar 72, a gallon at Sam's club in uh bullhead city, a dollar 72. Now we're paying five thirty nine. That's for, that's for Supreme. Um, so this is what the Democrats do. They do something to screw up. And then as soon as, as soon as it, it bites them in the butt, then all they do is undo what they screwed up. All the stuff that Trump did. Well, we're going to cancel everything Trump did. And then the, the country's going to, going to go to hell in a handbasket. And then when we just reenact, uh, the stay in Mexico policies or the, or we're going to re, uh, reauthorize the XL pipeline and drilling, um, being energy independent. We're going to claim victory at how smart we were. Kind of like uh, that mortgage meltdown that happened in uh, 2008. You know, uh, uh, Christopher Dodd and Barney Frank were big parts of, of creating the environment that caused the, the, the global economic meltdown from the mortgages. And what did they do? They had uh, Christopher Dodd and Barney Frank Write the write the new laws that's supposed to write it. Well, you know, the people that screwed things up, we should make them clean it up. So we're going to make them them uh, write the new laws, which is going to be a big overreach and it's going to big uh, uh, overkill. And then uh, and then as soon as that's as soon as that's done, they both retire. I don't want to be here when when the results of of our of our Dodd Frank law when people start realizing what what we really did to make things harder. Um, we don't want to be around. So anyway, so uh, this is this is what the Democrats do. So speaking of San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi, 
was asked to comment on the source of the crime wave. And as usual, her response was uh, oddly dispensive and uh, ominous. Didn't really uh, come up with an answer because this lady's been uh, is the Speaker of the House, the third in line to the president. And uh, this lady can't figure it out. Fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do. Oh, an attitude of lawlessness that springs from I don't know where. Maybe because we're not hard on crime. We're not we're not firm. We don't we don't enforce the laws so people know they can get away with it. I don't know. It just seems logical to me. As for the White House, they remain firmly hypocritical in their response to the smash and grab robberies happening around the country. Peter Ducey, my new favorite reporter at Fox, um, asked Jen Psaki if they plan to crack down on social media being used to organize these events. You know, since they're so committed to stopping the spread of dangerous information on those platforms. There are some reports that these smash and grab robberies are being organized on social media platforms. Is the administration doing anything about that? Well, we, we are monitoring, of course, these thefts very closely, as we've talked about a bit in here. The videos and reports we're seeing are very troubling. Uh, our state and local law enforcement partners have primary jurisdiction over break-ins and robberies of this kind, but I can say we're aggressively using every resource at our disposal. In terms of how they're being organized or orchestrated, we'd really refer you to our law enforcement authorities, FBI, DOJ, and other local authorities on that. You guys have not been afraid to call out social media companies like when you thought that they were a platform for COVID disinformation, you said that that was a public health matter. Why not call them out for this? Do you not consider this a public health matter? Well, we believe that there should be investigations that should occur to determine the origin and what prompted uh, any of these uh, thefts. And, uh, and certainly we don't believe any platform should be used to conduct robbery or theft. Yeah, she's just doing a, a little sidestep. Uh, she's just doing, you know, can't take a position on anything that that is important. Of course, if uh, if it had to do with with uh, Donald Trump uh, doing anything, uh, you know, because he's on Twitter all the time or was or any organization for the the insurrection at the Capitol where only one person died. And that was a protester shot by a Capitol police person uh, or they died of natural causes. If it has to do with that, you know, no holds barred it at a. Uh, at what they're what they're investigating, and of course uh, we saw this week um, Adam Schiff send out a uh, send out a, a message that apparently they uh, they got a hold of Mark Meadows' phone or Mark or or they just took his text and Jim Jordan apparently uh, Mark Meadows who was the chief of staff at the White House um, apparently Jim Jordan sent him a sent him a text tell Mike Pence to set aside certain electoral votes as as no electoral votes um, because there's questions as to whether they were uh, whether they were legit or not. And then he, then Adam Schiff takes out the second half where he says, well, constitutionally, this is, this is legal by this, by this, by this. And uh, Adam Schiff, the steaming pile of Schiff that will say anything, say anything with no consequences. The fact that he tells lies um, he sends out with half that and said, look, Here's Jim Jordan trying to get Mark Meadows to tell Mike Pence to uh, to just set these things aside and just disregard the the voters' rights, the people that actually voted. He just he just left that part out. So uh, you know, it's whatever's convenient. It's convenient if it's convenient. You know, you can 
you can uh, you can say all this stuff about social media, but if it's not convenient, if it goes the other way, well, there's two sets of laws in this country. So while Biden's White House continues to deny the source of the crime wave, this is a great time to refresh everyone's memory of Senator Joe Biden's much firmer grasp on reality back in 1993 when his brain was still working. Here he is advocating for what eventually became the 1994 Clinton crime bill. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. Wow, there's a Democrat that's talking some sense. There's Joe Biden when he had a fully functional brain. Uh, So you can just compare those two to him today. What did you just say? You don't have any, you don't have any energy in in your breath anymore. And uh, you don't have any, you don't have any function in your brain anymore. And uh, it's just scary. It's scary. This guy's in the white house. He ran, uh, he ran, I think three times for president before when his brain was working and uh, didn't get any, didn't get any support in that. So let's continue. Um, exploiting the tornado tragedy, a tornado swept through six states, Arkansas, Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi, and Tennessee, killed 90 people, ravaged entire cities. The worst devastation is in Kentucky, where the majority of the death toll is and 200 miles of, of destruction. Senator Rand Paul sent a letter to the White House asking Biden to speed up federal, federal government help for his state. He, and then, he, then after he did that, he tweeted out, this morning I sent a letter to the POTUS, asking uh, for expeditious approval of any request for federal assistance by our governor. If you are a Kentuckian and need assistance with federal agencies following the devastating, the devastating and deadly storms, please contact my Kentucky office at, and put his, his phone number. Now leave it to CNN to exploit this tragedy by using it to mock a Republican senator. This is John Avalon on CNN's New Day. Hours after a devastating December tornado tore through Kentucky, causing more than 200 miles of destruction, Senator Rand Paul was asking President Joe Biden for aid from the federal government. Now, this is pretty standard stuff, except for the fact that it came from Rand Paul. Because the Kentucky senator, who hails from the first family of American libertarians, has a long record of opposing federal aid for disaster victims, except, apparently, when it impacts his constituents. Suddenly, all those reflexive attacks on socialist big government spending don't seem to apply. But after Superstorm Standy, it was a different story. Rand Paul strenuously opposed relief and accusing aid advocates in the Northeast of being greedy. A few years later, Rand Paul opposed aids for the victims of Hurricanes Maria, Irma, and Harvey that hit Puerto Rico and the Gulf Coast, saying this on the Senate floor. People here will say they have great compassion and they want to help the people of Puerto Rico and the people of Texas and the people of Florida. But notice they have great compassion with someone else's money. But now that Kentuckians are in dire need, Rand Paul's singing a different tune. Yeah, it's always uh, take things out of context. Take things out of context to paint a different picture of what's going on. Uh, On Fox News show, America Reports with Sandra Smith and Trace Gallagher, Senator Rand Paul reacted to the CNN hit piece. 
You know, I think it's sad. We haven't even buried our dead yet. And networks like CNN, where frankly, they're just fundamentally dishonest people are saying things that are untrue. When I was first elected in 2010, within months, I was advocating for disaster relief for Kentucky. I've never had a problem with the program. I've never really opposed disaster relief for any other part of the country. But I have said when it goes over budget, when we spend everything that's within our budget, that it should be paid for by taking money from places in the budget that are less essential. I think that's a very reasonable, fiscally conservative. But you know, you watch CNN and you have people who basically all they care about is attack, attack, attack. You know, like I say, we're still trying to bury our dead and CNN's busy fighting some kind of left-wing partisan war founded on dishonesty. And I, I informed the CNN reporter that yesterday. They didn't report one word I said. All they're going to do is basically lie to people, but it's also why nobody wants to watch them anymore. They used to be a trusted source of news, and now, my goodness, it's just a factory of lies and partisanship, and I don't know how anybody can watch it anymore. Yeah, either do I. Either do I. And, um, and what, a, what common sense is that? If you have a disaster at your house, and you have to come up with money to pay for a funeral or to pay for a uh, or to pay for uh, uh, stuff that you're not insured for or to uh, put up, put yourselves in. You know, if there's a if there's a, a flood at your house and you have to and your insurance doesn't cover being in a hotel or renting a house while they're repairing it. You know what? You got to find other places in your budget that you got to cut certain things. Well, maybe we can't go on that vacation this year. Maybe we can't do this. But the government doesn't care. They don't want to cut anything because they don't want to, you know, hey, it's not our money anyway. So let's just spend, 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 spend. And we'll worry about the consequences. Well, we're not going to ever worry about the consequences. We're just going to keep doing the same thing. That's why our that's why our uh, our country's uh, swirling around, going ready, getting ready to go down the, the flush the toilet. So uh, meanwhile, the Biden administration sees this as an opportunity to capitalize on their climate change agenda for Build Back Better, also known as Build Back Broker. Here's, uh, here's FEMA Director Deanne Criswell and the president himself. History, how unusual is it to see a storm this powerful this late in the year? You know, I think it's incredibly unusual, but at this magnitude, I don't think we've ever seen one this late in the year. Uh, this is gonna be our new normal, and uh, the, the effects that we're seeing from climate change are the crisis of our generation. Well, all that I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impact as a consequence of the warming of the planet and the climate change. The specific impact on these specific storms, I can't say at this point. I'm going to be asking the EPA and others to take a look at that. But the fact is that uh, we all know everything is more intense when the climate is warming. Everything. You have no knowledge of that. How do they know? How do they know any of that stuff? This was caused by by the the warming of the planet. BS. You don't have any knowledge of that. You don't have any. You don't have any. Well, you know, I'm the FEMA director, so I'm the FEMA director because uh, uh, Biden wanted to have the most diverse cabinet, so he needed some more females in here. So he appointed me. So uh, that makes me a that makes me an authority. It makes me an authority. And you know what? This is just going to be the new normal. How do you know? Let's continue. Um, in addition to being firmly hypocritical, Democrats are firmly are, are firmly in denial about the state of the Biden administration. First, there's the fact that migrants continue to pour over, pour over our southern border. The national media just refuses to cover it. 
and Vice President Border Czar Kamala Harris is totally checked out. Here are some recent headlines reported uh, on uh, by local Fox affiliates down near the border from Fox 5 in San Diego. 18 Russian migrants found in vehicles shot at while barreling through California border, border crossing, uh, CBP says. Two vehicles carrying 18 Russian immigrants are uh, attempted to speed past the San Diego border crossing uh, before an officer opened fire. The use of force incident shut down several lanes at the San Ysidro port of entry for eight hours Sunday. It started about 9.30 p.m. when the border when the border official spotted a Ford SUV and a Mercedes sedan speeding through the inspection area. In other words, it appeared they had no intention of stopping. The CBP officer fired four rounds and struck the Mercedes, which then slammed into the, into the SUV. Great efficiency on those bullets. You know, take out two cars with uh, four bullets. Uh, the gunshots didn't hit anyone. In the vehicles, uh, in the vehicles were 18 migrants from Russia, 12 in the SUV, six in the Mercedes. The adults ranged from 21 to 53. Children ranged from ages one to 14. Drivers, both in their 20s, have been arrested and face charges of bringing in and harboring certain non-citizens. They don't say anything about what happened to the illegals that came over, but they will talk about what happened to the drivers. Uh, story doesn't end there. Later, a Dodge Durango carrying seven more Russian migrants came through came through and stopped at an inspection area. So why do all these Russian people want to get in here? Are they evil doers? Probably. So 25 Russian migrants being smuggled here through Mexico sounds like something like uh, that maybe border czar Kamala Harris might want to look into. Here's another headline from Fox 10 in Phoenix. Two United States citizens were arrested after authorities say they tried to smuggle undocumented immigrants dressed in camouflage inside a hearse near the Arizona border. CBP agents observed an out-of-the-ordinary out of vehicle in the area known for human smuggling near the border town of Sasabi at 11 p.m. on December 13th. This was uh, Monday. Agents stopped, stopped the hearse four miles north of the border on State Route 286 and saw people wearing camouflage clothing laying in the back of the vehicle. The driver and the front seat passenger were placed under arrest for human smuggling. Six migrants admitted, admitted being in the United States illegally, officials said. The hearse was seized. Uh, I don't know. They didn't say what they did with those six illegal immigrants. Uh, coyotes using funeral cars to evade capture as they smuggle people over the border. Sound like something uh, border czar uh, Kamala Harris might want to take a look at. With two weeks left in the year two, 2021, uh, Immigrant stats, immigration stats are coming out, and guess what? 650 people have died attempting to cross the border this year, since uh, the most since 2014. That also sounds like something border czar Kamala Harris might want to look, might want to talk about. But she isn't being, she isn't talking about it. Instead, she's talking about her newfound astonishment over the silence of electric cars. There we are. That's it. And there's no sound or fume. There, there is nothing. Yes. Yeah. And that's so all there is. So for all of us who are used to, Every morning to we... filling our tank, we, we, you usually can smell it and, and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Right. None of that. None of so that. So how do I know it's actually working? It oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> She's a moron. She's an absolute moron. Hey, you know what I'll say about that? The astonishment electric cars. You know, uh, we had to gas up about... Uh, probably eight times between uh, California and Montana. And uh, I didn't have to stay at the gas station for a half hour to 45 minutes anytime. 
wonder why it takes so much so much longer for people in electric cars to, to take trips. At the annual DNC holiday party this week, Nancy Pelosi used her time on stage to praise both Biden and Harris for being just perfect for our country in these trying times, even though no one's paying attention to the border, no one's paying attention to cause and effect. Here's Pelosi after a few drinks, apparently. It's an honor and, of course, a pleasure to be here at this time of challenge and with the coronavirus, financial insecurity for families, national disasters. and Our country could not be more, could not be better served than with this most experienced, capable hands than yours, President Biden. He's just perfect. The timing couldn't be better. And Madam Vice President, we're inspired by your work for the people as you continue to be an invaluable partner to President Biden. What work? Maybe Pelosi should start thinking about making a speech at the beginning of a holiday party instead of after about six or eight, the, you know, whiskey sours. Who knows? Then Biden got the mic to give Republicans a hilarious, uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, a very serious warning for the midterm. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, Val. You're going to in for a problem. As Democrats, we know what we're for. Or Republicans don't seem to be for anything. Name me something they are for. We have to keep making the case. And if we do, I believe we're going to win. Let me say this again for the president. We're going to win in 2022. Yeah, you're smoking crack there, buddy. Get ready, bow. What's bow? Does he mean to say pal? Can't even can't even say normal words. Come on, man. He's going to start saying, come on, uh, uh, bow. Uh, you know, he's he, this guy's in, in delusion. He is smoking crack. And uh, the Republicans don't even know what we're for. We know what we're for. Energy independence, low crime, uh, national security, uh, thriving economy. And uh, I could go on. uh, Hey, build the wall on the southern border. Seal the border so we're safe. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. So you guys have a happy Christmas buying week. And uh, stay safe out there. Try not to get any road rage or uh, Christmas shopping rage. And uh, I will be back again with you next week.